Welcome to Hearing with the Heart. Conversations over coffee. I'm Janet Jones. And I'm Bridget Passour. Thank you for joining us as we explore topics that invite us to live deeper our Catholic Christian faith. So, so Bridget, what are we doing here? We are taking conversations that you and I have had to what I consider the next level. Yeah, this seriously is the next level. I mean, I never would have imagined it in my wildest dreams that I'm sitting here with headphones on in front of a microphone recording a podcast. This is just God's adventure. And um, I'm along for the ride, but I've got no clue what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) And this is just exciting. We literally have sat whether it's in the office or out to lunch and had some amazing conversations. And every time we've gone, oh my gosh, we should have recorded that because we've done things for In Jesus Did What. We've done things on Monday night Zooms for um, our Ascension Family Faith or an adult faith formation, but just taking it to this next level to share not... Yeah, not any great words of like, wisdom like we don't have only we don't have the answers not we don't even have i've only got one answer in my life and that's jesus yes he doesn't always tell me what the answer is um yeah it's just that we do have these amazing conversations and it usually starts because i've watched something or i've read something or bridget's watched something or read something and then it's well for me it's always like a questioning okay so what did they mean by this and and then does it matter in my life Am I going to respond to it? Am I going to make a change because of what I've heard? Um, So, yeah, we just sit there anytime and just start talking. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. And we just thought we wanted to invite our parish family into this because we're all on the journey. We are all uh, striving to be better and just hope that each week you'll take something, a little bit of something away that'll help you deepen your faith as the conversations that we have had have deepened our, our faith in Jesus. So how are we going to start? Well, I think we'll start with the fact that I watched a Bishop Barron video a little bit ago, so I don't remember all of it, but it was having to do with knowing Jesus. And the premise of it was that we're all invited to go beyond knowing about Jesus to actually knowing him. And, and this is like crazy because God, 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 the creator of the universe, you know, who loves us so much, wants us to be his friend. And that's just really kind of incomprehensible. And something Bishop Barron said kind of caught my attention Because he said that this relationship with Jesus must be lived out in the context of the church. And part of my own personal story, you know, is I wasn't always Catholic. So this idea of living out this relationship with Jesus in the context of the church just kind of made me go, hmm, okay, what what does that mean? Yeah. And um, I then went to kind of sit down and think about that a little bit more. And realizing that it's very easy for me to make Jesus into my own image, like to take the scripture and just kind of water it down and not let it really take root. Um, Yes, Jesus is our friend, but we 
can't, well, I can't manipulate him. Oh, no, not at all. And I, I think that that's one of the challenges I think many Christians are facing right now is that we are making God, we are making Jesus into the image that we want him to be. And I think we have a beautiful uh, context in in the Catholic faith with tradition, with magisterium, with the sacraments that allow us to frame what that relationship can look like. And it can be intimate, and it can be beautiful, and it can be special, but God will always be God. Yeah, and again, probably the reason why it gave me pause is because I wasn't always Catholic. And so this idea of the church with a capital C, I don't want to say it's foreign to me because I've, I've come to, I mean, we could spend a whole you know, week trying to define what that actually means. So in my own head, I have had to kind of define it and give it an image because that's not what I grew up with. In my Lutheran faith, and, and they didn't really say personal relationship with Christ, but that's what came from my Lutheran faith was a personal relationship with Christ. I uh, remember being in, oh, young, probably six years old, my Sunday school class in the kitchen and everything looks big. So I think I was small because I think I've always been this big. But anyway, um, the teacher stood up there and basically said, you know, if you believe Jesus Christ died and rose again, um, and that he is God, when you die, you will go to heaven. Pretty much a synopsis of John three sixteen. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember as a little kid, I was like, yeah, okay. I'll remember that probably one, because it sounded good. But two, I probably knew there was an alternative to not going to heaven. Yeah. And who wants to go there? So throughout most of my teenage years, um, you know, the relationship, as I look back, the relationship was, one, I knew I was never alone. Jesus was always with me. Two, I knew Jesus loved me. And three, and this is really kind of odd, um, I knew that when we celebrate Christmas, we would soon then be celebrating his death and resurrection. Like there was always that shadow that he died. Um, But certainly as a little kid and even into my adulthood, I had no idea what that meant and how deep Jesus can pull us into a relationship. Yeah. And I, I think one of the reasons why our conversations are what they are is because I'm a cradle Catholic. I grew up believing, you know, the church. We went to church every week. We, you know, celebrated. We said the rosary. My parents were, you know, very active in the church. They were the first Eucharistic ministers when lay people could be Eucharistic ministers at the church. 20 plus years of Catholic education. But I didn't really know Jesus. I knew of Jesus. I had a, a head knowledge of what that looked like and, and who Jesus should be and what the rules said Jesus should be. And I lived my parents' faith, but it was very, um, it wasn't mine. It wasn't personal. And wonderfully, but kind of sadly, I had to learn about what personal relationship was by an ecumenical Bible study that I started when I was working at Pitt Bradford. Mm -hmm. And these women 
who were Christian but not necessarily all Catholic, really showed me what it meant to have a personal relationship with Jesus, what it meant to read Scripture and, and, and glean what Jesus was trying to say, because I was always afraid that if I let other faith practices too deeply into my, my life, that they would pull me away from my, my Catholic roots. And I, I never wanted that to happen. But what I was so blessed with is it didn't pull me away. It drew me deeper into my faith because things that I had said, words, prayers, sacraments that I had experienced became vividly alive. What Jesus was trying to tell me in my faith walk was becoming alive because I now had a better understanding of who he was and how he wanted to interact in my life. Yeah. 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 Because people don't realize, again, if you've, you've just always lived this, you don't realize the richness you have. And when I became Catholic, I didn't do it willingly. All right. I did it a little bit kicking and screaming. God's really used to me kicking and screaming. He made me this way. Um, but that was never part of my vocabulary, becoming Catholic. I had friends growing up that were Catholic, and they just did weird things, like going on Saturday with my girlfriend to her church, and she'd go in this little closet and talk to somebody and then come out. Yep. And then we would go to Mass on Sunday, and we couldn't eat, and then I passed out because I was super hungry. And... I just thought Catholics were kind of weird. Of course, then I married a Catholic, a cradle Catholic, and he wasn't practicing, so it was all good. But when God showed me that this is where he wanted me to be, I, I sometimes envision God like 20 feet in front of me, just kind of standing there going, come on, let's go, catch up. And so over time, and I, I became Catholic in 20, 2002, um, over the past 21 years, and certainly through being on staff and working with the RCIA, I have come to appreciate and live and understand the richness that the, that our church has for us. And it's all, its purpose should all be to pull us deeper into knowing Christ. Right. Not just knowing about him, but knowing him. Yeah. And I would agree with you that it is the RCIA process has really shown me so much and, and deepened my faith. And there are so many things out there that can really help that. Um, but you mentioned something about uh, John 3.16 earlier. Um, and, you know, we see those signs being held up at football games. Well, probably not so much anymore. But you mentioned that there's a verse that we normally don't speak about that really... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... You know, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Like you should memorize that. Everybody should memorize that and then put your own name in there. For God so loved Janet, for God so loved Bridget. But then the next sentence really, or verse really hits me. And it wasn't until recently, uh, and I'm saying recent, like in the last 20 years, um, cause I'm old. Dark. Um, it wasn't until I actually like really read that in context that the next verse is, he did not come into the world to condemn it, but to save it. And, you know, my own personal self-condemnation. Um, 
anybody who talks to me over a period of time, I can share that with you. But yeah, we just, we just think, I think I should be better than I am. And I hold myself up to standards. And I also think sometimes the world should be better than it is. Um, but God didn't come in. Jesus didn't become man to condemn us. And everyone he meets throughout the gospels, he openly invites them into a relationship with them. Even the ones who have the hard hearts, you know, he wanted the Pharisees to be in a relationship with him. He wanted the Sadducees. He wanted, you know, folks to be in a relationship with him. Unfortunately, our tendency, I think because of original sin or whatever, is to resist that relationship. And certainly because we get again into our own little boxes. Yes. Which is why we need the context of the church to help us pull out of that box. But for them back then, they were in their own little box. And so, and plus the fact that they couldn't comprehend that God would actually become one of us because mm, we're not that special. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And when we we're recording this on the feast of St. Matthew. So I really love the fact that that today is, is his day because Matthew wasn't, what anyone would expect to be as an apostle, a disciple. And Jesus simply said, follow me. That encounter, that relationship that Matthew had with the Lord changed his life forever. And I think that's what we're, we're talking about. We, we have to have that intimate relationship with Jesus to allow him to come into our lives to change us into the people that God created us to be because we're all made in God's image and likeness. And he even said at, um, at the end of his life, I no longer call you slave. I no longer call you servant. I call you my friends. And those are words he says to each and every one of us. And to be someone's true friend, you have to be in relationship with them. You have to talk to them. You have to make time for them. Yeah. And I think it's interesting with, and again, this is what got Jesus in trouble because he hung out with sinners. Yeah. And Matthew was a tax collector, you know, he was a sinner. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. Yeah. So he, he hangs out with us because we're willing to, um, to see who we are and then have this dream of, you know, who we could be in relationship with him. Um, the thing is, we don't have to clean up ourselves. Like Matthew didn't have to clean up himself. No. Peter didn't have to clean up himself or any of the fishermen, you know, he, God takes us where we're at. And then um, if we allow him to, this is the, this is the key thing. He'll clean us up. He'll transform us. Yeah. We have to cooperate with it to some degree. Um, and, and we have to invite him to do that because he doesn't do it unless we ask him to. But this is God's work to make us holy. We just have to trust in him and um, pick up our cross, deny ourselves, pick up our cross and follow him, yeah. which isn't easy. I, you know, I laugh because that's, that's the key f phrase, but um, key verse, but it's not easy because there's times we don't want to pick up our cross. You have said um, to me in the past, and I, I love that image. Oftentimes we think that A1, we're too broken and he can't see us in our brokenness, but that we have to run to him. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case. Mm -hmm. 
our God is constantly running towards us, wanting to embrace us. Those of you that are parents, if your child falls, you don't wait necessarily for them to get up and run to you and tell them you're hurt. You run to them to make sure they're okay. Mm, that's a beautiful image. And, yeah. and God loves us infinitely more, I mean, unconditionally. So picture him as that loving parent running to the hurt child, just wanting to embrace and hold them, and then trying to make them better, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know in my own, again, in my own persona, um, um, I was the kid that let me do it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Just this, this sense of independence and I don't need anybody. Well, I need God. And yeah. and that again, has been another like transition over time um, to realize that. Yeah. But uh, it's hard to imagine that, um, you know, this God of the universe, really creator of the universe, you know, that lives outside space and time wants us to call him friend yeah wants us to call him friend yeah and i think pope francis has done a wonderful job trying to illuminate that fact trying to exemplify how intimately jesus wants to be part of our lives and uh joy of the gospel has been such a beautiful piece of work that even in the first sentences I know that some of those have touched your life yeah I'm still you know he's been Pope for what 10 11 years um I'm still back in the first thing he released which was the joy of the gospel and yeah right there in paragraph one the joy of the gospel fills the hearts and lives of all who encounter Jesus those who accept his offer of salvation are set free from sin sorrow inner emptiness and loneliness with Christ's joy is constantly born anew. So I'm still unpacking that sentence. You know, I haven't, well, I've moved on reading, but you know, I've, I've still coming to Jesus looking for, okay, set me, set me free, you know, let my joy be born anew. And then down in third, the third paragraph, Pope Francis, again, I love him. He, he says, I invite all Christians everywhere at this very moment to a renewed personal encounter with Jesus Christ, or at least an openness to letting him encounter them. I ask all of you to do this unfailingly each day. No one should think that this invitation is not meant for him or her, since no one is excluded from the joy brought by the Lord. And the Lord does not disappoint those who take the risk whenever we take a step towards Jesus we come to realize that he is already there waiting for us with open arms. And again, I love that image of him just like, hello, I'm here. Yeah. Come on, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's dance. Yeah. And there is nothing that any of us have ever done that will separate us from the Lord. He is always waiting. But we have to accept the invitation. We have to be willing to allow the Lord to come into our lives. And sometimes that's really, really scary, but it doesn't have to be because it is filled with love and 
you know, like we said at the beginning, this is just about taking baby steps. This is just about doing that next good thing. So if I know I am not the same person sitting here today that I was 25 years ago, 30 years ago, whenever that we started that ecumenical Bible study, I am so much more. But those first steps were challenging and they were scary. The Lord was with me the entire way. What would you, uh, for this week, challenge our listeners to do to begin either renewing and or beginning that deeper relationship with Jesus? So for me, um, it has been a bunch of baby steps. And I, again, older, um, I've just recently really started opening up my heart to let Jesus heal some of the shame because yes, Jesus is going to take you wherever you are right now and he's going to love on you. But eventually as you walk this, you're going to have to, he wants you to face in his presence, the things that are not, that are keeping you bound again from that first paragraph, he wants to free you from sin and sorrow and inner emptiness and loneliness. And, and that takes time. It's, I think it takes time, you know, for some, it might be, some of it might come quicker than others, but it's just really sitting there and being authentic to, to his healing touch, his mercy, his compassion, touching his robe. Um, and it takes courage to do this. So I invite you this week, again, just take that one tiny baby step to just sit there and be as authentic as you can and and just take three minutes and just say, Jesus, here's all the stuff that I think is wrong with me or whatever, whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to do, but just be authentic with him, you know, and be, be in the present moment. Like, Lord, I, I don't understand this about my children. I don't understand this about whatever, you know, just be really super authentic with him. I, I like to call it praying my mess. Um, pray your mess. Three minutes. Bear your soul. And then just take two minutes. And here's where it's hard for everybody. Be quiet and listen. And even if you don't physically feel something or, you know, no, because you're not going to get, well, maybe you will. You're not going to get symbols. Um, you know, but again, just let sit in silence, sit in silence and trust, trust that God is working. Jesus is working in you. All right. Again, three minutes being authentic, bear your soul, two minutes being quiet and listen and set your phone, set the timer on your phone. So you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. All right. And just let Jesus. Yeah. He, he died on the cross for us. We can give him, we can give him whatever. Give him five minutes. Yeah. yeah. And God knows the desires of our hearts. He is so overjoyed when we intentionally and purposefully give him our time and give him our hearts. He is just waiting for that. So those five minutes, we schedule so much into our day. We invite you to schedule those five minutes because this is the beginning of a journey that, that we hope will lead all of us. I know it will lead Janet and I into an even deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
So we thank you for being with us on this inaugural episode. Uh, Janet, would you like to close us in prayer? Sure. So in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, good and gracious God, woo, thank you. Thank you for your day. Thank you for whoever is listening. Lord, we just pray. We pray your anointing over that person, that they would have courage to sit there and just bare their soul to you. Uh, we pray the Holy Spirit into that situation. We pray the blood of Christ into whatever they're revealing to you, Lord. And then we ask your Holy Spirit to just pour your love over them. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. We are so blessed to be on this journey with you. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. If you want to make sure you get every episode, please click subscribe or follow in your podcast app. You can also find Hearing with the Heart on Church of the Ascension's website. If you're interested in some of the references from today's episode, you can find those links in today's show notes. Finally, if you'd like to email us with questions or comments, you can do so at podcast at ascensionvb.org. That's podcast at ascensionvb.org. We look forward to being with you next week on Hearing with the Heart, Conversations Over Coffee. God bless.